0: Hail and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool, what do you have to drink? Here we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you
1: enjoy. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern, FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at m E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me and you can friend the Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul, M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And on Twitter at Daddy's Daddy'sDizzySoul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And all of those will be linked down below. Yes.
0: And you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff. At uh, Pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my FetLife. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter, so.
2: And I am on FetLife at Alan's World 111. Please do not friend me, only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Allen Vidra. That would be L O R D A L L E N V Y D R A. Twitter at Lord Allen one one one, and TikTok Allen's World one one one. Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live.
1: Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. We also wanted to give extra support here for Alan, who was in a car accident a few weeks ago.
2: I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago, day after my birthday. What a bummer. And it was a high-speed car accident. I was going about 65 whenever I hit the lady, and my brakes failed. So if you would like to donate, please donate to my Venmo or my Cash App. Um, those will be linked down below because I don't know them.
1: Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy. And I am Pup Rucker. And I am Alan. And today we are going to be talking about service submission versus consensual slavery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw out a trigger warning or content warning. In today's episode, we will be using the word slavery. In our use of this word, it means consensual slavery in BDSM and kink, which one has entered into willingly, without coercion, and from a healthy state of mind. Every person has the rights afforded to them by their region. Though it can appear differently in consensual slave dynamics based on contract language, you always have the right to withdraw your consent, to negotiate, or to terminate the encounter. I really liked this comment on Reddit uh, when I was doing research based on, basically, should we use the word slave and BDSM and kink based on the racial connotations and the controversy and problematic history with the word. So I really liked this comment. After some research, it basically sums up what I feel. So the Reddit commenter, aspiring pervert poet, how apt says, the terms master and slave are much older and have many more meanings than just the racially charged ones that are currently under scrutiny. Slavery is much older than the African slave trade and at the same time also younger. There are unwilling slaves all over the world today. Slave in the BDSM community does not mean what it means in other places. Slave and kink has its own heritage that works actively to not be abusive to not have racial connotations, and to be solely joyful and affirming. So while we at the Kinky Tavern absolutely respect anyone who has a differing opinion, this is the language that is being used currently in the kink and BDSM community, and therefore that's what we're going to be using for our education and podcast episodes. We always welcome feedback, and you can DM us if you have any comments. So that being said, we will be using the word slavery. I do understand that that can be seen as problematic and controversial, uh, but that is the word that we have chosen to use today because that's the language that's being used throughout the community. If there comes a time where the language changes, I am more than happy to change that. So what is a service submissive? Me! (laughs) I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming. We
0: have one of those.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. I am a submissive who enjoys providing services to my tops or domly doms. Yeah.
1: And those services can be tasks, kindnesses, favors, basically anything from cleaning a room to provide a podcast studio for us to keeping Dr. Pepper in my fridge for Diet Dr. Pepper in my fridge for when my... Sub comes. So doms do service too. Um, yeah, But yeah, I'm just kind of describing different types of service. Uh, the fact that the service pleases or helps their D-type is often a reward in its own right for the service submissive. And they often feel that it's an honor to be trusted with these requests.
2: This is true. I'm very excited to clean your house next, Dizzy.
1: I very much appreciate it. And in contrast, or I guess I, there's not much contrast, but next we have the slave. A slave is a person who submits everything to their master or mistress. They are engaged in total power exchange, or TPE. Most of one's daily life is controlled. Obedience is a huge focus in these dynamics, and punishment will be doled out as needed. Although slaves can perform any of the services a service submissive can, the motivation may be more obedience to complete the task rather than the honor and pleasure of pleasing their dog.
2: I also want to point out the fact that if you want to be a slave, then you are. Like, if that's something that you desire, then don't let any of the rules confine you to like a certain type of slavery, or anything like that. And you also don't have to have an owner to be a slave. Um, You can have those desires and want those things without having a dynamic or like following, quote, the rules. Because we all know that the only rules in kink are safety and consent.
1: Mm-hmm. Everything is customizable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can be an unowned slave. Uh, they even have registries but you can be an mm-hmm. unregistered slave if you decide that's what you are that's your identity mm-hmm. that's that's it so some of the comparison and contract some who identify as a submissive may look an awful lot like a consensual slavery dynamic and vice versa it's definitely a spectrum and not linear in any way there are no objective definitions that cannot be flexible in BDSM and kink. The main difference tends to be, like, the intent or motivation. And also, slaves often have a lesser amount of autonomy in their dynamic because they have entered that total power exchange and they've given up their right to negotiate. Although, as I said earlier, every human has the rights afforded to them by their region. So that means that consent is necessary for everything.
2: Uh, Keep in mind that... These people have also um, consented to that right, to not want to negotiate things anymore. And if that is something that they have chosen to do, then by all means, super supportive here. Do your thing, girl, do your thing.
1: Definitely, yeah. Oftentimes, the slave has known the master for a long time. They might have Mm -hmm. been in a relationship or dynamic or friendship for a long time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of trust there. And... Everything that they give up, all of those rights that they give up, are negotiated at one point in time, typically with a contract. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I would say most master-slave relationships have been, like, they were in a relationship for quite a while before they Mm -hmm. actually went into the full-on master-slave. Like, I mean, I guess there's kind of stages of it. Like, you can start out as master-slave, but, like, there's a lot more, it's a lot more loose.
1: Well, and typically when you do enter a master slave dynamic, there there are often stages, not always, but a lot of times you have like a consideration period mm-hmm. and like a training period. Yeah. And stuff like that before yeah. you get to the actual like
0: it's not usually just full on master slave. Right. You That's don't go kinda, zero
1: to TPE. That's just not
0: it's pretty red flaggy plausible. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 If someone is asking you to go from zero to TPE, you need to Be looking cautiously at what they are, what they're doing. So, yeah, some slaves do have safe words and negotiated limits, and some do not. Some have given over their right to leave the dynamic or relationship, and some can walk out the door at any time and in their contract. Um, Again, those rights, while negotiated away in a symbolic way, you still have those rights. You still have the right to consent. Never allow yourself to stay in an abusive relationship because of a slavery contract. They are not legally binding.
2: Go off. Go off. (laughs) I think that we should say that once more. Your contracts are not legally binding. So you staying in that relationship is only hurting you.
1: And honestly, they're not morally binding at that point. If they have been abusive mm-hmm. in any way, you have every right to leave, and you should. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, anything that violates that contract would invalidate that contract, and that contract itself is not really enforceable. So, yeah, I mean, it's...
1: I just see a lot of people who want to hold that as their, their end-all-be-all law. And I completely respect that. I think that is beautiful. It can be like a religion for some people, and I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome, but I don't think it's healthy to allow it to coerce you to stay in an abusive dynamic.
2: Agreed. And that goes for everybody in those kinds of dynamics. Um, I know people who are in a pet play dynamic to which they are the service pet for their owner. Mm-hmm. And they have contracts such as these. And I think that it's important for us to say here on Kinky Tavern that those are the exact same. Yeah, like, so
1: with any dynamic, any relationship, you don't owe them anything, especially after they've become abusive. Abuse in my mind, like I have told Wrecker, we're married, and I've told him, You ever touch me non consensually? I don't care how long we've been together. I don't care how many children we have. This was at the beginning of our relationship. I don't care what we own together, what we've got going on together. You touch me non consensually, I'm out the fucking door. I will not. So, and he, he knows that. And I feel like, as you should. We should all have that boundary because in my experience nobody who touches someone non-consensually like that is in a place to be in a relationship. They need to figure some shit out. And it's not going to be healthy.
2: And that goes that goes for all your relationships.
1: Very much. Yes, parents, children, yeah. Cousins, friends, and whatever. You do not deserve to be abused.
2: True. Goes each way it can. McSizzy is not allowed to abuse me. McSizzy is not allowed to abuse Wrecker. Yeah. Always.
1: Yeah. And if, you know, of course there are some types of abuse that, oh my goodness, we're going to get into all kinds of shit today, aren't we? There are some types of things that are unhealthy and could be seen as abuse that need to be worked through. And so there are some gray areas. For example, I'm working through a lot of trauma right now. I also have borderline personality disorder. I expect and hope that either of my partners would come to me if I were doing anything because of that trauma and because of my mindset that was unhealthy to them, to anyone else, to Mm -hmm. myself. I would hope that that would be addressed before it became abusive. So there are some gray areas, but as far as I'm concerned, they touch you non-consensually. That's it, you know. What are they willing to do if they're willing to do that? Mm -hmm. That was a lot. (laughs) Yes,
2: 100%. I think it all needed to be said, especially with the topic that we're covering today. Yes. A lot of, like what you said, uh, a lot of dynamics have contracts and um, a lot of slaves uh, or any submissive really, sometimes they hold it to a really high standard, but it's just also reassuring to know that those contracts are not legally binding. You can have those contracts and you can have the love for your contract and the love for your dynamic, but just keep in mind that those things are not legally binding and if you are in an abusive relationship, please get out.
1: Amen. Okay. Stepping off of our soapbox, where were we? Okay. Okay. So uh, some slaves have safe words like we said, some don't. Some have negotiated limits, some don't. Some slaves have submissive personalities. Some are only submissive to the one who owns them. Mm -hmm. Some slaves have given up their right to leave or consented to have it taken from them. And some retained the right to walk out the door. So, yeah, I did like this quote from the Submissive Guide. The Submissive Guide, I believe it's a book, but it's also a website. And it has some really interesting things. Very much beginner BDSM type stuff. But for some of the general type things, it's really good to check in with to make sure that, you know, I'm not forgetting to explain something because, you know, our language is a little more advanced than probably some of our listeners. And I don't want things to go over their heads because, you know, everybody starts somewhere. So this quote says, a submissive is someone who submits willingly, sometimes on a case-by-case basis to the will of another. A slave is someone who is wholly controlled and owned by another. That's really the sum of it. And that's talking about dynamics. As we said, a slave can identify as a slave without having an owner. So that's just talking about the difference between submissive and dynamics. Mm-hmm. Service can be customized based on what the dominant needs and the submissive is skilled in. Anything that can be done as a paid service can be done as a service to someone else. Um, anyone can perform this a service for someone. It's not limited to one role or even just to bottoms or submissives. As I said, you know, I do service for my submissives. I will often my puppies. I cut their hair. They both have uh, cut sides, shaved sides, and I, I need to do Hair, but I cut their hair. Yeah. Um, I trim daddy's beard. We dye each other's hair. We'll have like a dyeing party and all of us will dye each other's <laughs> hair. So it's just something that sometimes people will do for one another as like a loving favor. The intent of it is what makes it a kink or a kink thing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about some of the basic types of service that a service or slave or anyone can provide. Mm-hmm. So a few of the basic types of service, a personal assistant or like administrative or secretary. Um, I know that for myself, I'm the one that does that. Um, Of course, with Alan being uh, so far away, I don't do all of the scheduling for their life. Mm -hmm. But as far as the Kinky Tavern and our shared things, I do schedule that. Make sure that things get done. I also in our household, make sure the bills get paid, try to make sure that the house stays mostly clean and delegate those chores and stuff like that. So that's something that I take on because that's what I'm good at. <laughs> Even though I'm the dominant, this is a service I provide to our dynamic and to our household.
0: Yeah, but part of that service is delegating to be done around the house, which yes. I usually end up doing as domestic service. Mm-hmm. And I am, well, I'm a lot of things, but I tend to do a lot of the domestic service, just chores and things around the house that need done that M can't necessarily do because of their disability or how they're feeling dependent. There are days that you do too much like the other day, and I really wanted to yell at you and stop, but I didn't.
1: So there are days that cleaning helps my stress, and I mm-hmm. overdo it for my body, and I realize that, but it helps my stress.
2: Naughty, naughty, mixed dizzy.
1: I'm I'm working through some stuff. It's difficult for me. Um, like, back in high school, I wanted to be the 1950s housewife. I was still a feminist. Like, I believed everybody should have a choice on what they want to do and what they want to be. But I wanted that dynamic as the submissive, as the housewife. And so the fact that I'm stuck watching YouTube in bed You know, 75% of my time drives me up a wall. And sometimes I will just like my bottle will fill up too much and pop and I go around cleaning forever until I collapse. (laughs) So
2: I feel like that's going to be me after I get my boot off.
1: Right. No, I totally feel you. It's really difficult to be immobilized. Like I 100% sympathize and empathize for what you're going through right now.
2: By the way, everyone, I'm in a boot.
1: Yes, that is the if you result. Can't see- <laughs> that is the result of their um, accident. So they if are. If you want to
2: pay me for pictures, <laughs>
1: I'll
2: provide. You just got to pay me first.
1: They're currently, unfortunately, off and unable to. Uh, they're working on finding a job that they can do right now, but it's been a struggle. So um, that is why you should donate to their cash app or Venmo, as we said. In the- so, yes. Uh, Some more types of service. Uh, Food and drink. I think that that is something that our lovely Alan could even touch on.
2: That is one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) So we also have on here like coffee, tea service, and um, bartending. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are two things that I provide for both Sir and Mixed Dizzy because they are two of my favorite things to do. I really love coffee. Uh it makes Dizzy loves to consume coffee, so to Sir, And so I can provide. I'm really good at making coffee. And I can like well, I can like dress it up and like make my own syrups and you know, my own toppings Mm -hmm. and all of that sort of thing. And um it ends up being a really fun thing for me to focus on, um, because I am a restless soul and I like to keep moving. So doing that helps me do that. Definitely. The next one we have is chef, which I can also attest to considering I do have a chef. I have a dynamic with my other partner, Roscoe, in which he is my chef and I am his puppy. Um, He makes all of our food in the house. Um, He makes sure that I'm eating as I do have uh, autism. And it is sometimes very hard for me to eat, Uh, so he knows all of my preferences there and he keeps track of how I'm feeling that day, what uh, thing we might have planned for the week that we can eat. That's a service that he provides for me, and the services I provide to him are: I am his boot blacker, I am his personal shopper a lot of the time. Whenever I have a car, but currently I don't. Right. Um, I am his. Oh, I am his secretary sometimes, and I do provide food and drink to be served, not to be made myself. Fantastic. So, yeah.
1: Yes, we also have other things. Uh, cigar service is something that we have all been kind of exploring, yes. um, and that is very interesting. Um, also, when we are in legal states, you enjoy exploring 420 service, <laughs> we should call it.
2: Oh, yeah, I do that too.
1: <laughs> and that is lovely. I mean, you can do everything with it. You can do a cigar service, the pairings, the you know, getting it together and getting it prepared.
2: So one of the things that I do as a service for 420 things or MMJ, whatever you'd like to call it, Mary Jane. Um
1: That's like is- my favorite name. Same. That's that's a quote from the Matthew Lillard uh Scooby Doo. Oh. I was super fucking into him. I'm sorry. Continue
2: um so i do a lot of pairings um i will pair it with certain papers uh certain combs wraps whatever um to enhance the flavor and then i also uh kind of work as a like kind of on the medical side of it as well where i will take what your feeling like if you're feeling a certain pain in a certain area or anxiety depression anything like that um i can typically get a method and a a strain for you to consume uh, to help those issues so i like to make tinctures edibles there's a lot of different ways that you can go with this maybe we should do an episode about that
1: i think we Mm -hmm. should actually because i think that you being a former bud tender would be Mm -hmm. a really good like expert on this matter and you are really amazing at it oh thanks
0: well you've been a bud tender a bartender and a barista so you know all of that next you need to work in a humidor and then, like at a, a shoe shine shop, and then you'll just
2: be set.
1: You know, if you become a <laughs> chiropractor, I've always wanted a chiropractor in my life. Just saying. I was thinking about massage therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. No, actually, like I really would like to find somebody that does like actual massage therapy, and chiropractic care. Um. So a few others, like I said, we have groom. We kind of. All do this for each other in different ways. Like I said, I cut their hair. We often dye each other's hair. Oftentimes we'll do showers. Uh, Recker helps me shower because uh, having my arms up to like shampoo my hair takes a lot out of me. And then, of course, I've got to put the conditioner in, and then by that time, my arms are like like he has to grab my arm and hold it up. So he helps me shower.
2: I do the same with my partner, uh, Roscoe. He also helps me shower because I also am disabled.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just nice. It's intimate.
2: It is nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, that can totally be a thing that you do. We kind of all act like a pack of cats. What is it called? A pride? Uh uh-huh. um, Where we like groom each other a little bit. We do. Um,
1: which I'm like just noticing how much of a. I like it though. Okay. Um, We also have caretakers. So I wanted to cover this one specifically because I am disabled and it is a progressive condition. So if it does progress further before I can catch it with the surgery, I might need a caretaker at one point. Um, And I kind of already do. So a lot of times Wrecker provides some caretaking for me. And this is almost part of the daddy dynamic, I think. More than like a submissive mm-hmm. thing. He has to take care of me. Sometimes he has to uh when we're out of the shower, I'm exhausted and he has to help me find clothes. You know, just whatever I need. Thankfully it hasn't gotten so bad that I need like sponge baths or like stuff like that. But a caretaker just does basically whatever you would need.
0: Yeah. Um like I always I tend to cook the food. Um
1: I try and serve and, it.
0: And serve it. Yeah. I try and make sure that it's not like too big um sometimes i do have to cut up your chicken or whatever to just because you if you're if sometimes, you're extra tired that day usually you're pretty good at it but valid uh, but um
1: i mean there's some days i have trouble texting you like because my fingers will get numb and kind of jumpy mm-hmm. like twitchy true so like i'll have trouble texting
0: yeah but i always like if you need water or mm-hmm. a coke or something to drink i mm-hmm. always go and get that and yeah just kind of doing what you need.
1: Yeah, make sure I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, every Monday, I fill medications.
0: Yeah. Because I have to
1: fill my giant thing.
0: Oh, you, got, you got to shake it so they know.
1: It's almost empty because it's <laughs> the end of the week. But...
2: ASMR.
0: <laughs> ASMR.
2: ASMR for disabled people. Right? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Your sounds better. So yeah, I will fill our meds and make sure that they are, that like we get our refills from the pharmacy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's also other things like uh, computer technicians. Like if you're good with IT, mm-hmm. kind of Roscoe takes on that part for part of our <laughs> polycule. He does. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It just popped in my head. Like I hadn't thought of it. But yep, we also have like chauffeurs and escorts. Um, I feel like Daddy does that for me a lot. I hate I driving. So an escort. I hate driving. Your chauffeur, sir. And I hate going anywhere alone. Like I feel very anxious to go anywhere alone. So it is very good to have someone that will go with me. And we only have one car. <laughs> so true. true. Uh, there's also like lawn work and housework, like ho- home improvement kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I do that. Yeah,
2: you do. Yeah, Roscoe does that.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: mowing the, the lawn, men. Mowing the lawn and stuff.
2: The men.
1: So another type of service is topping for scenes. Um, so submissives can top. Doesn't mean they have to be dominant. Uh, but they can do topping. You can top in massage or wax play or even impact cutting. Whatever. That's my favorite impact. You are good well,
2: at it. Well, I'm, I'm a sadist, as we all know. Uh, I very much enjoy hurting people. And if you want me to hurt you, let me know. I'll find a way to do it. Virtually. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you, sir. Even Aww. if
1: it's virtually? Psychological torture?
2: That's, again, I'm down for it. Um, <laughs> You have to pay me first, damn it. <laughs> I'll do all these things for you, but you have to pay me for them. So... What I do normally, um, I've done this for tops in the past, um, where they will ask me to prepare the bottom for the scene, which means like warming them up or something like that. And then the actual top of the scene will go in and do some work and then they'll ask me to finish them off. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done scenes, um, uh, Dizzy and I have done scenes where They are the good cop, and I'm the bad cop. Um, And we've also done things where they hold me on a leash back because I'm ready to throw some hands.
1: That's the most real scene we've ever done. (laughs) Honestly, though. (laughs) Yeah, and there's lots of ways to top as a service. Um, Sometimes for me, it's because I'm disabled, and... It is difficult for me to do everything needed in a scene that gets the submissive where they need or gets the bottom where they need to be. So if I've got partners available who are willing to help me top, they can do some of it. And then I can, you know, I I can do the fun parts. Not that their part isn't fun, but, you know, I can use them as tools in my scene. And that's really awesome. It
2: makes it fun for everybody. Yeah,
1: I agree. Also in scenes, um, another way that service, can be provided is like setting up scenes um, or tearing down scenes. A lot of times, I will have if I'm if I have a bottom that's not one of my two partners. My two partners will help me maybe set up the scene, maybe do some warm up, and some you know if I need to pause and take a break, they'll take over, and then at the end they will wipe down the station, and I will be able to just take my little bottom into the aftercare room and start aftercare, which is really really helpful. Yeah. Uh, because if I have to pause and clean up the scene and stuff, my bottom is just kind of sitting there waiting. And that time I think is really crucial for the come down to be. Mm-hmm. So not that I wouldn't be willing to do that, of course, uh, mm-hmm. because it is needed to clean up your scene and stuff, but it is very helpful to have helpers.
2: Yeah. Not only that, but it's aftercare for sometimes both of us to clean up and set up your scene. Yeah. It's fulfilling to me, at least.
1: Right. It's a service you're doing. I feel like it makes me feel better to delegate these things because you do genuinely enjoy doing them for me. If I need something done, it doesn't matter what it is. You're like, if that will help you, yes. Mm -hmm. If that will make you happy, make your day easier, yes. And that, I just love that. So yeah. Anything else we wanted to talk about with service, with scenes? I didn't really put a whole lot up there, but...
2: I do want to point out that there's a lot of different types of slavery. There's like different moral codes that a lot of people go by. That doesn't mean that it has to be set in stone or anything. It's just a lot of people like to, for example, Gorian-style slaves. They have like different positions that they're in. It's dictated by this book that I forget what the name of it is, but I will have to look it up to uh, get McSizzy to uh, link it in the bio.
0: It's the books of gore. Yeah. Books
2: of Gore. We have one of them, I think. We've
0: got a couple of them. There's so many Um,
1: ridiculous
0: series. (laughs) I've looked it up. I've read part of one. I don't know too much about it, but it's a very interesting philosophy, and it's it's a it is it's a series of sci-fi novels set on like a counter Earth where slavery is like a real big thing. Like it's thing it's common
1: it's public it's
0: specifically the enslavement of women usually um
1: sex slavery yes
0: well and it's the the from what i looked up uh the philosophy of of it is that women are kept as slaves because they are so revered as being like Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like so unique and wanted and like as a status symbol basically because of The power women can have, basically. That's why they
2: could. Yeah, and there's different levels to it, too. Um, There's, like, you know, a key holder. There is, like, Kajaras and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just think that those types of slaves should also be mentioned. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like the representation's important. Um, There are certain types of slaves that do different kinds of... Services for their owners, in which they are the leader of all of their owner slaves, mm-hmm. which they are the model of all of the slaves, like you the know, alpha
1: slave, alpha sub type. Yeah, thing.
2: um, it's kind of like that. And I know that that's really big in the Gorian sense, uh, it's, you know, like there is definitely a whole plethora of different kinds of, sub- of slaves, mm-hmm. um which we will do an episode on at a later date because mm-hmm. it's so it's so expansive
1: it is and to be honest i know a little bit about gore um gory and slavery but uh i haven't read the books i haven't delved much into the philosophy so i'll have to do that for that episode yeah, that'll I'm, be fun i'm
0: looking it up there's apparently 37 books um yeah there's a lot um
1: do started, we have, like, the first one?
0: We have the first one, I, I believe. I might try and read and that. Um, Starting in 1966 to 1988, then they got repicked up again in 2001, and they're still coming out, actually.
1: Oh, so they're, like, remastering yeah. them? Or they're no, making it's, new ones? No, they're
0: making new ones.
1: Is it a different yeah. author? Hmm? Different author now?
0: No, I think it's the same author. He oh. just took a break for a while, probably. Interesting. Uh, John Norman.
1: I went...
2: Sorry.
0: Monica?
2: I went to a class over this actually. Uh, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, they they just went over the various different types of slave positions that are common in Gorian style slavery. Mm. Um and so like it was done by this master who has a few different slaves. Um And so uh, they were talking about also the hierarchy that they have within the slaves, that all of that is earned.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Each of them has done like different tasks and different things to be able to reach that status. Mm -hmm. Um, While we don't necessarily participate in a lot of hierarchy. um, I think that's valid. I think I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like if it's hot, (laughs) if we were, like, for example, I feel like if you were living with us, you know, if we all lived in the same house and I got a new partner, a new service submissive, I would probably have you guys teach them a lot of things because you know how I like my coffee, you know how, you know what foods I can't have, for example, my uh, GI issues. Mm -hmm. So it's, I feel like, Training and hierarchy, I don't think it's inherently bad. It just needs to be mm-hmm. negotiated, consented to, yeah. So, we will have a an episode on the types of slavery, and I will try to figure out, uh, I'll try to do some research on Gorian slavery, and maybe it'll be a separate episode, or maybe it'll be with the other slavery one.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Depends on how much I get. With 37 books, there's a lot to cover there, so...
1: Yeah, but I don't want to get too deep. I just kind of want to talk about it as a subculture.
0: But yeah, it is... I don't know how popular it is now. I'm sure it's still around. It's
2: extremely popular. As I said, I just went to a class on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just... I haven't really known men are into the whole Gordian thing.
1: I think it's Um, usually that they are... I don't know that they, like will come out and be like, I'm a Gorian master. A lot of times it's just that they'll show up at play parties and play and stuff like that, and you may not know. Um, I did want to say that service submissives and slaves often have roles outside of that. Um, So they can be like a service dog or a guard dog, a daddy-type caretaker, as well as a service submissive. It can include like chore charts for littles. So like if you're a little and you want to do service, you can have like a chore chart. It could be like the 1950s type housewife. So a lot of these can overlap, but they can also be like, for example, there are things that you do in your daddy dom stuff that are completely separated from your service submissive mindset. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of overlap, but there's also a lot of people that have it as like a separate piece of their personality compared to more dominant pieces.
0: All right. I think I do have one. Good job. It's it's not really uh, it it'll, it'll work. Okay, and it's bad, of course. If you were born in September, it's pretty safe to assume that your parents started the new year with a bang.